Alright, Thursday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, full 90 minutes with a fury. Of course, we know that the formal impeachment inquiry has begun in the, in the House. It's been voted in. Thank goodness that's happened. That's a good thing. Just go right to the first one for me, guys, side by side. It. There we go. Paul Sperry, breaking house sources say that Democratic, that Democratic this is on Hunter first, Democratic uh, Rep. Eric Swalwell, as a member of the House of the House Judiciary Committee, which is supposed to be all those that are supposed to be the most lawful people. The most lawful people are the ones on the Judiciary Committee, which subpoena Hunter Biden aided and abetted a crime this morning when he worked with Hunter's lawyer. So the people on the committee are working hand-in-hand with the people that they're subpoenaing to the committee? I mean, we need to just understand the breadth and the width of the corruption inside of our court system, inside, of course, of Congress, the Senate, the D.C. swamp. But this is the Judiciary Committee. This is who is checking up on the judicial system in our country. And you have somebody on the committee, Eric Swalwell, which we all know who that is. That's Fang Fang's boyfriend. (laughs) We all know that, who, who is sleeping with a Chinese spy, who was lifted out of this country by the CCP PLA themselves. She disappeared. Fang Fang didn't just disappear. They have the flight records of her flying out of California to Beijing. (laughs) That's an absolute fact. He was sleeping with a Chinese spy, and he's still now, I I believe that he got got kicked off of the Intel Committee. That was one good thing that Kevin McCarthy did, because he had to. He wouldn't have if he didn't have to, because he's a spineless little worm. But he's still overseeing the judicial system in our country. Can you imagine that? And here you have a subpoenaed witness, Hunter Biden. It doesn't matter who it is. Hunter Biden. You have Eric Swalwell on the committee subpoenaing Hunter Biden, working directly with his attorney to enable him, look at the bottom, Abby Lowell, to help Hunter flout the subpoena in contempt of Congress. Now, we all know that Hunter Biden didn't show up. For his, for his hearing. Now, if we're going to follow precedent, which that, again, is the absolute essence of our court system is you follow precedent. Precedent, pre- precedent is Peter Navarro, Steve Bannon, if you don't show up for, again, I'm, for those of you that watch this podcast, 461 that are on right now, switch over to Rumble if you're watching on any other platform. I know this is redundant for you, but I just I need to reiterate this to you. So here you had the one-sixth non-select committee. Now, why, why is it a non-select committee? Because in order for the one-sixth committee looking into the one-sixth insurrection with no firearms, they, in order to have a select committee, you have to have representatives agreed upon, agree, what I mean by agreed, I'll explain it. So here, most of you already know this, but in order for, you have a, to have, to, for it to qualify as a select committee, now why do you want it to qualify as a select committee? Because if you're a select committee, you actually are able to issue subpoenas. And in that, in, for those, in those subpoenas have teeth. If you don't obey those subpoenas, you can potentially be arrested for, charged with obstruction of Congress. But it has to be a select committee with, with subpoena powers. In order for it to, be a, to have subpoena powers, it has to be a legit select committee. Well, we know that McCarthy picked Jim Jordan and Jim Banks to be the two people on that select committee, you have five that get selected by the majority and two that get selected by the minority in any select committee. Now, where do you get that from? That would be the freaking Constitution and the congressional rules. Yeah. 
that had been etched in stone for forever. Now, what happened was Nancy Pelosi rejected, which she's not allowed to do, but none of this matters anymore. Like, you can just do whatever you want to do, and there's absolutely no repercussions whatsoever because the people that would issue the repercussions are also corrupted, bureaucratic, leftist, globalist. So even though Nancy Pelosi is not allowed to deny Kevin McCarthy's selections, and Kevin McCarthy did a good job with Banks and Jordan, who did, she selected her own. Right. And who did she select? Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. <laughs> and that's who was on the select committee issuing subpoenas. Now, the moment she did that, it became a non-select committee without subpoena authority. So when they issued their subpoenas to Peter Navarro, who claimed executive privilege, Steve Bannon, who claimed exe- uh, executive privilege, and refused to show up for the subpoena, they had them criminally charged for obstruction of Congress, for obstruction of subpoenas. They were not lawfully allowed to issue. Right. And, Peter, and, and by the, Steve Bannon has already been convicted and found guilty and is facing sentencing while he appeals. This is how corrupt things are. You, he's arrested for not obeying a subpoena that wasn't allowed to be issued by the people who issued it. Imagine that. That's exactly what's going on. Now, Hunter Biden, and this is a legit select committee because the minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, selected his two members on this committee, the Judicial Committee. One of them is Fang Fang Swalwell, (laughs) who's now obstructing Congress by aiding and abetting a subpoenaed witness to, to commit contempt of Congress. So now we know what precedent is. The precedent is Hunter Biden must be arrested and charged immediately for obstruction of Congress. Oh, wait, Eric Holder did the same thing under Fast and Furious, when he was subpoenaed by a select committee, a legit one, and he no-showed and he was never charged. Hunter Biden is never charged. Has, we know he's not going to be charged because the people in charge of charging him are Merrick Garland and Lisa Monica, who are leftist, globalist, bourgeois, elitist, communist hacks. That's what they are. The brown shirts for the Democratic Party. So we know that's never going to happen. Go to the next one me and ask. So he's a pars- uh, Paul, uh, Devin Nunez t- uh, tweet. Where am I at here? There we go. Spotted in D.C. There, there he is. I mean, imagine this. this there's, there's Swalwell standing behind the witness. <laughs> you're on technically the jury, and you're at the podium with the witness in the trial or even the defendant in the trial. Spotted in D.C. Is that Hunter's lawyer? There's Fang Fang right behind, <laughs> right behind Hunter. This is a guy who's supposed to be uh, getting this guy to... Uh, provoking this guy to speak truthfully under oath at a congressional hearing. And what is he doing? He's showing him, he's, he's meeting with, this is Swalwell, Fang Fang, is meeting with Abby Lowell, Hunter Biden's attorney, to instruct them how to commit contempt of Congress. So who else should be charged? Eric Swalwell should be charged. All that it takes, again, it doesn't matter how many people vote. It matters how who counts the vote. Yep. The first one should be what counts. And in the red state of Florida, in a state that's been run in, in great fashion by Ron DeSantis, blew it as far as his presidential campaign, but in a great doing is doing and has done a great job as the governor of the state of Florida. I'll vote for him again, obviously. In our state, it matters how many people vote. In every other state, all that matters is who counts the vote. And it's really the exact same thing going on right there in D.C., Really, I mean, the what matters is not the crimes you commit. What matters right now is who is going to decide whether to charge you or not. You can commit mo- multiple crimes. You know, it's just like you know Joe Biden right now 
You keep hearing the Democrats say, there's no proof that he committed anything. That's just because they're choosing not to look at it. Right. It's very obvious that Joe Biden is, is, is committed bribery and really treason. He's treason at the southern border alone. That alone is treason to allow your country to be invaded. That is treason in and of itself. You don't even need to talk about the 23 shell companies, but let's move into that. So Benny Johnson video. Now, before we go into the uh, impeachment inquiry, there's not much to discuss. It's just now been approved. There's now an impeachment inquiry. You're like, what good is it does? Don't And listen, don't be one of those people. I, I refused, even though it's my natural inclination to be this person, I refuse to be this person. Don't be that person. Go, what good's it ever going to do? Nothing really matters. You know, Hunter Biden's never going to be charged. You know, right now he's not going to be charged because Merrick Garland's in charge of charging him. Right. So he's not going to be charged. That's correct. I mean, you're right. But these, the, there's lots of long statute of limitations, bare minimum five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, or longer depending on the felonious crime. So don't be one of those people that's like, there's nothing's ever going to happen. But let, So the impeachment inquiry, what that allows Congress to do is issue legit subpoenas, and if you don't abide by the subpoena, you're committing an obstruction of Congress charge, which is a bare minimum of a misdemeanor. So that's what the, it's a good thing that the, we, we are now in a Joe Biden impeachment inquiry phase. The impeachment inquiry has now been approved, been voted in. So we are now in, in inquiring about whether or not to impeach Joe Biden, which means Hunter has to show up for those too. Yep. He has to show up for those subpoenas too. If he doesn't, there's more criminal charges. Uh, Kamala Harris would have to show up. Ron Klain would have to show up. Barack Hussein Obama would have to show up. Everybody has to show up. Or you get charged. Now, I know, we all know, they're not going to be charged now. But the crime is on the record, and you can always go back and subsequently charge them later. So I want to set the record for. Now, here's it's a Betty Johnson video flashback. Mr. President, as the press is asking Joe Biden, what's your message to people who defy congressional subpoenas? Right now, he's talking about Navarro and Bannon. What was Joe Biden's opinion then? Play for me, Naz. I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they be prosecuted by the I, Justice I do, Department? yes. Do you support term limits for the Supreme Court? No. Quote, I hope the committee goes after them and holds them accountable criminally. Yep. No problem. Remember, that's an unselect committee. Didn't even have the lawful right to issue the subpoenas that they're charging people with not obeying. But this one does. So the Joe Biden's on the record says that select committees should go after those who blow off their subpoenas criminally. Great. Thank you for the president. Thank you for the precedent, Mr. Fraudulent President. There you go. I just want to show you this real quick. Uh, pick from Biden, Inc. This is so everybody knows. Here, here's all. Now, let's go around. Maybe we won't read all of them. But let's just go around this. Let's take 30 seconds and look at this. All Now, these are the Biden. That's Frank or James. I can't remember. That's Hunter, obviously, to the left. I don't know if that's Frank or James to the right. I think One it's of the Frank. Two. What do you think it, it is, I think Aaron? it's Frank. Yeah, yeah, I got Aaron's voting Frank. Yeah. So we'll go, we'll go with Aaron. So here are the, all of these companies now. We know that Frank, is, Frank or James issued a $200,000 check, a $40,000 check at minimum directly to Joe Biden after, right after corrupt deals uh, took place. So here, Lion Hall Group, Rosemont Seneca, Bohai, Alaska, uh, Robinson Walker, uh, I can't even pronounce it, the next one, Skinitalis, LLC, <laughs> Seneca Global Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, 
Rosemont Seneca Principal Investments, Rosemont Realty, they really love the Rosemont thing. Like, you love Robert L. Peters as a pseudonym. He <laughs> likes Rosemont, uh, uh, Real, Rosemont Realty. Oh. Now, let's look into that. I mean, let's, let's look into Rosemont Realty alone. And let's look at all the real estate deals done by Hunter Biden, shall we? Um, let's add them all up. That would be 0.0. <laughs> RSP Holdings, RSP Investments, Rosemont Seneca Technology, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, uh, Hudson West, Hudson West, uh, Hudson West 4, uh, Hudson West 5, Hudson West 3, I guess there's no Hudson West 4, <laughs> Owasco LLC, there's Owasco PC, and then Owasco LLC, RSTP 2 Bravo, RSTP 2 Alpha, JBBSR Inc. So there we go. I actually said them all. Now let's ask this. Name the product or services that one, that one of these companies ever produced. Right. One, because we know that hundreds of millions of dollars have gone through these companies, but name one product or service they've ever provided. Not one, not one. And Joe Biden was lobbying on their behalf, which is illegal as vice president of the United States. And I would venture to say lobbying on their behalf. This is just conjecture on my part, lobbying probably on their, on their behalf as a senator while he was in possession of compartmented classified information that he's not allowed to have in each one of those pieces of paper. is a felonious crime, of course, which he's not being charged with because the people in charge of charging won't charge him. So Joe Biden is receiving funds from these various institutions. We know that 10% for the big guy. Tony Bobulinski says 100%. That is for Joe Biden. Tony Bobulinski, uh, Hunter Biden's business partner, met directly with Joe Biden on numerous occasions. We've got 80-some-odd meetings at the White House with his business partners at the White House, at the White House, many of them in 2016. And, and still, if we had a decent, if the media was anything but Goebbels media in the hip pocket stenographers of the Democratic Party, stenographers for the globalist left, then all of this would be exposed already. If we had something that was a legit national police force that wasn't the Goebbels Gestapo for the Democratic Party, the brown shirts for the Democratic Party, the FBI would all be exposed already because it's very blatantly obvious that Joe Biden bribed a foreign official to remove the prosecutor looking into Burisma, the company that Hunter Biden was on the board of, i.e. Victor Shokin, removed him from office. And then Poroshenko, we learned this about two weeks ago, Poroshenko's on a phone call with both Hunter and Joe. The prime minister slash president, I can't remember what the title is out of Ukraine, president or prime minister of Ukraine, Poroshenko at the time, the one right, right before Zelensky, is on a phone call with Hunter and Joe. Explain to me how that would ever be legit. I'm just, I'm just curious. Explain to me how it would ever be legit that, correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, how many times did he use pseudonyms? It was uh, over 5,000 times. 5,000 times. Yeah. 5,000 times Joe Biden, as the vice president, used fake names on official emails. <laughs> Not his own personal emails. He didn't, he didn't go create like a fake blog site, right. calling himself Joey B. <laughs> he was using vice presidential emails, government emails, and using the name Robert L. Peters or Stingray 67 and numerous other ones. Not one time is a joke. Not two times as a joke, 5,000 times. Many of them CC'd Hunter and foreign entities. Yep. 
See, if we, there's an actual police force, which there isn't, the FBI, Christopher Ray, Christopher Ray will probably be at Davos again this year, next year in 2024, just like he was in 2023. Explain to me any legitimate purpose for the FBI director to be in Davos, meeting with Klaus Schwab. Explain to me anything. Just like, please explain to me why all Anthony Fauci's emails are redacted. Explain to me why the vice president of the United States 5,000 times uses a fake name on official emails. Right. Explain to me how it's ever legit for a president of a foreign country to be on a phone call with the vice president and his crack-addicted son. Explain to me how that's possible. Explain to me how that is ever legitimate in any way, shape, or form. All you got to do is present those questions to liberal leftist pundits, and there's absolutely no answer whatsoever to any of those questions. No answers at all. There isn't. There's no way to answer that question. And there's many other that I could pose to if I relapse into vaccines, but if I did that, It'd be 9.30 before I went on to the next slide. So here's a Thomas O'Connor, O'Connor uh, video. Video revealed how Vice President Biden called corruption a cancer in 2014. Get this now. Romania speech before his family received $1 million payments from Romania. <laughs> Play it for me. Corruption is a cancer. A cancer that eats away at a citizen's faith in democracy. Corruption is just another form of tyranny. And this has already been outlined by James Comer. They already have it documented that Joe Biden, his well, correction, that his family received $1 million from Romania. 2014 was the same time that him and Hunter flew over in Air Force Two and secured a $1.4 billion payment from a PLA-controlled bank in China for Hunter Biden's consultancy fees. But he calls corruption and cancer in a Romanian speech before his family received one, a $1 million payment from, from Romania, from Romanian real estate, from a Romanian real estate tycoon who was, it's just coincidence, it's just, just coincidence, who was convicted of bribery. <laughs> so the vice president of the United States' family receives a $100 million payment from a Romanian real estate tycoon who was convicted of bribery. Nothing to see here. Again, if there's a legit media, which there isn't. All these people are jokes, which is, again, not to go on to my, my, usual, my usual tirade, but it amazes me that anybody ever listens to one thing these people tell you about your health. Yeah. Why, why, or about your money, or about what would be convenient for you, about how you should manage your life. We have, I'll get to, I think I'll get to it. I'm looking here how far buried it is. I hope I'll get to it. We have, you have Liz Warren out there espousing the virtue of CBDC currency. So I just have a question for all the COVID-caving Christians, all the COVID-caving pastors. You know, like, Tom, listen, we, we are no longer doing that. Have you ever said you're wrong, though? It's very important that you say you're wrong. Whenever I'm wrong, you know what I do? I say I'm wrong. I don't just stop doing the wrong behavior. I go and confess my wrongdoing. And in case you don't know, as a Christian, Confession's kind of important. Confess your faults one to another, James 5, 16. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. 1 John 1, 9. Just so you know, confession's kind of important. But it truly amazes me that anybody will listen to these liars. You have somebody espousing the evil of corruption while he himself is corrupted and receiving corrupt payments from a corrupt real estate tycoon who's convicted of bribery. And you're gonna listen to Anthony Fauci who no, couldn't be any more corrupt. You're like, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, you did. You took the vaccine, you locked down your church, put on a mask, 
stood six feet apart, which is made up by Scott Gottlieb, who's on the Pfizer board, now whoring vaccines. You're listening to people who are demonic. Will you listen again when they tell you to buy an EV? When they tell you to switch over to CBDC currency because it's just so darn convenient. Are you going to listen then? Because you're supposed to be, out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the restraining, not the capitulating. The restraining, the restrain it, not the capitulating. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed at his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken away. I kind of butchered the verse. But I just want, I, I just want you to know what, uh, what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're not supposed to be, that's out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Read it better when you get home. I butchered the verse, but read it when you get home. Or read it later, read it right now, whatever. And so saying read it when you get home like I'm preaching right yeah. now. You're at home. So never mind. I, think, I always think I'm at, a, I'm at a pulpit. But anyway, we're not, we're not supposed to be compliant. I'm not talking about, oh, we're compliant when it comes to, you know, we're not going to thieve. We're not going to murder. We're going to pull over when the cops are pulling us over for speeding. We're going to pull over. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we know is evil. Well, I could lose my job. Then lose your job. Yeah. I could lose my social status. Well, lose your social status then. You, you just need to make sure that you understand where the lines are. And if, if somebody, now it may be a Republican politician. You need to ask, why is a Republican politician espousing things that are evil? Because they don't want to lose. And then not just lose an election, they don't want to lose the millions of dollars that they're getting every year through backdoor channels. So you just need to be real wary about who you take advice from. And I know I'm prim- 589 people that are watching right now. I know I'm primarily speaking to the choir, but there's always five or six people on here, that, or maybe 10, maybe 100, that need to hear. It's time to stop listening to your ideological and theological opponents. It's time to, if you love God, then why are you listening to demons? It really is that simple. All right, that's enough, enough on that, shoe, on that uh, what do you call it? Shoe, not shoebox, whatever. <laughs> soapbox, thank soapbox, you, Ness. Thank God you're here. <laughs> All right, Paul, we don't have soapboxes anymore, so you have to... It'll give me some leniency on that one. Paul Sperry tweet, breaking, House formally approves Biden impeachment inquiry. Here's the vote total, 221 to 212. Vote gives investigators enhanced subpoena powers, including over White House staff, plus access to grand jury information as part of historic grand inquest of the nation. So there you go. That's the powers behind it. And now we'll see what happens over the next couple weeks. Right now, nothing. right now, probably nothing's going to happen in the month of December, but we'll see what happens in January. We'll see who gets brought forward. If it's, if it's honest, if it's true, if people like James Comer are legit, there will be things on the record that are chargeable at a later date. They're not, he's not going to be impeached now, obviously. It's not going to happen. That's not the point of it. And here's the thing, too. This is how it works from now on. Whenever there is a Democratic Party president, he must be impeached. You're like, Tom, that's just not right. Listen, I'm not talking about lying. There's no lies involved here. No lies at all. It's the law about impeachment is purposely ambiguous. So you can impeach anybody you want. I mean, the, the, the statutory requirement is uh, crimes and misdemeanors. Yep. That's it. Yep. So fine. If that's what they're going to do with, with, with every Republican president, they need to swallow their own medicine over and over and over again. And again, now that I remember the word, getting back on a soapbox, it's the exact same thing 
when it comes to the criminal justice system. We need attorney generals like Andrew Bailey out of Missouri, like Paxton out of Texas, the ones that are actually doing this. We need to haul Democrats into red jurisdictions in front of red judges, in front of red juries, in front of red grand juries, in front of red appellate courts, just like they're doing to us. Yep. So they bring Donald John Trump into Atlanta in front of Fannie Willis, and the first, who's the is the AG in that area? Not the well, the attorney, well, the district attorney of that area. Bring it, bring him, him into Atlanta because it's Fannie Willis running the show. Is the district attorney in front of a judge whose wife is a bra, is a is a Michelle Obama supporter, and a jury that's all Democrats, a grand jury that's all Democrats, and maybe an appellate court that isn't because it is the state of Georgia. But you have absolutely no chance. And again, I just use this example all the time. You could have exculpatory video that shows you are nowhere near the crime scene and nowhere near committing the crime, and it completely, completely exonerates you via video evidence. Those people would still convict you. Yep. That is the way that it is. The example that I always use is if they had you on trial for stealing a bike and you are on, and the bike was stolen in downtown Atlanta and you are a MAGA hat wearing Republican and you got Fannie, well, we're going to get that one. Say you're, just, you maybe, maybe you're in charge of the local Republican club because here comes Fannie Willis with her political persecutions via prosecution. And she says, you know what? I'm going to charge you. And you have, here, here is video evidence of me in the Bahamas <laughs> at the time of the crime and here's the video evidence of the, of the person, say you were male, of the female stealing the bike. You'd still be found guilty. Yep. You're like, Tom, that's not possible. You, somebody would exonerate, who would exonerate you? I want you to really think, contemplate, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a contemplative, that's yeah. not really a word. Yep. Is that a contemplative? Yep. Is that a word? In a contemplative way. Yep. Think of it, think about it in that way, in a, in a system-wide way. Who would get you out? Somebody, who's the somebody that would come? There is nobody. If, they, if you have a blue jury and a blue judge and a blue district attorney and a blue prosecutor, a blue grand jury, who's going to get you out? You're like, I'll win on appeal. Do you have millions of dollars to appeal? You, you're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court? Think about if it was, if I'm, and I'm only talking about Georgia right now. If it was in Illinois, there is no blue. I mean, there is no red. There's only blue. Yep. It's a blue, it's a blue H-E, Blue district attorneys, oftentimes elected by George Soros. All blue juries, all blue judges, all blue defense attorneys. Where, who's going to get you out? There's the blue, blue appellate court, blue Supreme Court in the state of Illinois. You're not getting out. And that's their game plan, is to haul people. That's what they did to Bannon, Navarro, and Trump. Hauled them in front. They tried to, the only reason why General Flynn is not in prison is because of the great job that Cindy Powell did. And then he was subsequently pardoned by Donald Trump, but that's after Sidney Powell got him off. That's just so he wouldn't be charged over and over and over again for crimes that don't, don't even exist. General Flynn was charged with crimes that don't exist. You're like, that's not possible. It's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible. Who's going to stop it in D.C.? Blue jury, blue judge, blue grand jury, blue appellate court. Who's going to stop it? There is nobody to stop it.
Understand that. All right, switching subjects. Let me just show you this. Because Ukraine pops up, and I've got a whole expose on Ukraine. I never get to it. It keeps getting uh, submerged <laughs> under different other, other stories that come out. Then the whole Israel thing came out. So it just keeps getting pushed to the back. But I wanted to show you this because if you wanted to follow somebody who will actually tell you the truth about what's going on in Ukraine, it's Douglas McGregor. He, those are the real stats, the actual stats. They're losing the war. Germany is in a panic right now. I'm getting this via Alex Jones. Germany's in a panic They're lo- because Ukraine is losing the war. They're, there's, there's no way for them to have ever won the war. It's all been a facade, just like COVID. 99.9% survival rate. 99.9% survival rate. Pushed out as a 99.9% death rate. Ukraine can win. Ukraine would never had a chance of winning. No. Not remotely. Not close. Have no ability. Don't have the guns. Don't have the tanks. Don't have the personnel. Don't have the expertise. Don't have the numbers. Nothing. No way to win. And there was never, the war was supposed to be over. In a matter of months, it was settled. Israeli prime minister has testified to this. Former Israeli prime minister, who is no right winger, has testified to this. That the war was over. All that needed to happen, and Volodymyr Zelensky was 100% on board. All that needed to happen was Putin to get assurances from Zelensky that they would not join NATO. And it was over. But Boris Johnson and Joe Biden wouldn't allow it. That's exactly what happened. So here's what's happening now. The Russians are now capturing Ukraine soldiers in their 70s. And children as young as 13 forced to fight for their country. This war is over. Make peace, fools. He's exactly right. That's exactly what's going on inside of Ukraine right now. This fight for democracy. Just think about how evil it is. Again, think of it on a grand scale. Just think about how evil it is. Volodymyr Zelensky was just in D.C., may still be there. I think he flew out. Begging for money. He's fine. He's living a multi-billion dollar lifestyle. Yep. Bought his $3 million mansion down in Egypt just recently, a couple months ago. Multi, multi-million, maybe billion dollar lifestyle. He's fine. In this war zone, strangely, you think about it, if you're if it was a legit war, you'd really want to take out the prime minister. Yeah. Right? You, you really want to take him out, right? But this guy can fly all over the globe. Russians are trying to take out Voldemar Zelensky. I wonder why that is. I wonder why they're not trying to take him out. I mean, you have China funding both sides. We know that Belt and Road and Ukraine and buying Russian oil on the Russian side. We know that. It's as if everybody's in this together. Everybody but the serfs that are fighting on the ground. They, they have to serve their purpose of dying in a battle that will never, ever help them in any way, shape, or form. Will never uh, increase the value of their life, increase the value of their bank account or anything else. They go and fight in wars. Hundreds of thousands of people die. While Joe Biden funds it, John Kerry funds it, Mitt Romney funds it, Lindsey Graham funds it, Mitch McConnell funds it, and everybody dies except their kids. Yep. You got Voldemar Zelensky threatening us, not just a couple months ago, that if he didn't get more funding, that he could see it, that he could see, do you not, if you don't fund me, eventually American soldiers are going to be on the ground. Are you willing to do that? I can flat out tell you, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to have American soldiers ever fight in Ukraine. No. What's the point? It's a Slavic war that it's been going on for a thousand years. I never agreed with us fighting in Iraq either, or Afghanistan, or Syria. Those people are going to be fighting. You may not like that I said those people. I don't care. 
I don't care if somebody they can say, they can refer to Foundation Church as those people. I don't care. I don't find it offensive. Yeah, those people. I don't care what color they are or anything else. Those people are going to fight. Middle Easterners are going to fight the rest of their lives. Yep. The only people that we need to help is Israel. That's it. The only democracy in the area, the only one that is not an Islamic dictatorship in the entire region is Israel, who is always, by the way, firmly on our side. There's negative things coming out about Israel, and I don't deny negative things that are on video with Israelis doing stupid things. I know sometimes they do. I get it. There's lots of videos of Americans doing stupid things. Right. Still pro-America. Yep. All right, on to vaccines. Look at this now. Some of the freshest stuff on vaccines. I've got a whole vaccine expose over here. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to get to it on Saturday's show. It'll probably be the entire show. I'm looking at all the pages over here. Probably would be the entire show, but who knows? Depends on what pops up between now and Saturday. But here's the, this is the Italian health minister under investigation for murder. What? Told you folks now, what did we pray on this show? What did we pray? I'll pray it again for you just in case. Lord, I ask you in Jesus' name to expose all of these people and bring them to justice. All the people that lied about vaccines. All the people that have killed people through vaccines. Whether they did it knowingly or not, bring them to justice in Jesus' name and expose them all in Jesus' name. That's what we prayed. And I just prayed it again. Expose them all, Lord, in Jesus' name. Italian health minister, here he is. Under investigation for murder for concealing COVID-19 vaccine deaths. Quote, he knew the shots were killing people and gave orders to local health authorities to conceal deaths and serious side effects. That happened. Disgusting. Allegedly. Allegedly. I go here. Let's go to the next. We'll go to the video. Here's this more detail on it. This Alex Jones talking. Italian health minister gave orders to conceal vaccinations deaths now under investigation for murder. Play for me, Ness. Former Italian health minister Roberto Speranza is under investigation for homicide after emails reveal that from the very start of the vaccinations, he knew the shots were killing people and gave orders to local health authorities to conceal deaths and serious side effects in order to reassure Italian citizens of their safety and to not jeopardize the vaccination campaign. The story has been reported on both German and Italian news networks. I will now provide an English translation. The Rome Public Prosecutor's Office is investigating Roberto Speranza, the Italian government's health minister, during the time of COVID measures. He was responsible for the vaccination campaign. The investigations are the result of complaints related to the so-called AIFA emails from the Italian Medicines Agency. The former director of AIFA, Nicola Magrini, is also under investigation. The publication of these internal emails revealed that they had been aware of the dangers of the COVID vaccination from the start. The accusation is that the responsible minister and the head of the drug authority knowingly and deliberately exposed the unsuspecting Italian population to this risk. Yes, they encouraged Italians to get vaccinated. Vaccination was even made mandatory for certain professional groups. Consequently, many side effects, including fatal ones, came to light. The investigations are for murder, serious bodily harm, and more 
because Speranza and Magrini evidently gave instructions to the local health authorities to conceal the deaths and serious side effects that occurred immediately after the vaccinations began in order not to jeopardize the vaccination campaign and to reassure the citizens about their safety. The responsible minister and the head of AIFA are now expected to answer for these actions. According to the complaints from the police unions and the financial police, as well as from the private organization Listen to Me, which represents 4,200 people damaged by vaccines. In Italy, police officers and teachers were subjected to mandatory COVID vaccination. Here is the former health minister, Roberto Speranza, proudly announcing vaccination statistics in Italy. We have now reached a massively significant percentage of vaccinated people in Italy, 89.41%. Therefore, currently in Italy, just over 10% of the population remains unvaccinated. Well, today, Roberto Speranza is under investigation for lies he allegedly told about vaccines. Among the crimes he is accused of are ideological falsehood and murder. Look, this is the document we are showing you tonight exclusively. It states the former minister, Roberto Speranza, along with Nicola Magrini, the former general manager of AIFA, are both registered in the investigative records of the Rome Prosecutor's Office. Last week, the House of Representatives of the Philippines passed a resolution to investigate over 260,000 unexplained excess deaths in 2021 and 67,000 unexplained excess deaths in 2022. The next day, they were hit by a 7.6 magnitude earthquake. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So there you go. And I'm going to get to the Philippines because he was investigating 260,000 unexplained deaths. Weird. I mean, it's weird how on a country, it's actually a sizable country, but millions of people live there. But yeah. I was shocked by the amount of people over there. But it's actually way more than 260,000. Depends on who, it's over 300,000, the numbers that I've gotten. But they're now investigating all those deaths, excess deaths. I mean, you know, just again, make things very simple. One year you got. 300,000 people die. In America, we have about 1 to 1.2 million people die per year, no matter what. That's what we have. So just making up a number, say in a smaller country, you have 300,000 people die per year, and suddenly 600,000 people die. That's happening everywhere, by the way. That, it's, that's an extreme, what I just said, but I'm just telling you that's happening everywhere. Everywhere. And it started very mysteriously in 2021. So just going over the story out of Italy, where you have Roberto Speranza, who's basically the head of their CDC, who's now being investigated for murder because he knew about the vaccine side effects before pushing the vaccines. So here's the thing with all this. And again, the other person being charged with it is Nicola Magrini, who's with IEFA. They have emails where, they're, where both of these guys are fully acknowledging that they know that these vaccines have grievous and or Deadly side effects. Yeah. They're exchanging it. And then subsequently saying, make sure that you don't tell anybody that. So he's now being looked at under the possibility of being charged with murder, which he should be. Now, should this happen in the United States? Absolutely. Yeah. They also knew about this in the White House, too, and they were freaking out about it in the White House. Just so you know. Now, I can't find the article on it. 
We had it on the podcast. If uh, Davy Jones can find it, that's Aaron. <laughs> Great. But it's a toughie to find because I couldn't find it. It may have been under Naomi Wolf. But we'll find it on another date. Because the White House was scrambling, too, about their COVID stuff. And I can't remember whether it was specific to the vaccine or not, so I don't want to say the wrong story. But this happened all over the world. They all knew. Now, you're like, how did they all know, Tom? Because Rochelle Walensky, Francis Collins, I don't know if Fred Field was still head of the CDC at the time, but whatever. Anthony Fauci and many others knew the data inside of the Pfizer vaccine trials. They knew it. In one year, 1,223 people died in the vaccine trial. 28 out of 32 women who were pregnant miscarried. You know how they classified that? how they classified the miscarriages as problem resolved. Do you remember that, Aaron? Oh, you found it. So, yeah, there you go. Shocking. Man, how did you do that? <laughs> I looked like for an hour yesterday. Amazing. Davy Jones, man, I'm telling you. Shocking cover-up of heart, of heart damage. CDC appears to have deleted 32,000 records of heart damage in the VAERS database. This ahead of Governor DeSantis' investigation of myocarditis. See what I'm saying? They're all guilty. Understand that. You can bring it back to me. So anyway, how now when, when a woman was pregnant, this is in the Pfizer trial, which you would think you're experts like Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky, now Mandy Cohen. Ugh. You think that they are still whoring the vaccine to everybody. You think they would read the Pfizer vaccine developmental data, correct? Yeah. Well, it's where 1,223 people died and 28 out of 32 pregnant women miscarried. Now, when they miscarried, you would have people who would have, let's say, they had an elevated heart rate and the elevated heart rate went away. They would say, problem, but then problem resolved. So a woman who was pregnant would miscarry and they would say, during the miscarriage, problem, and then after the miscarriage, problem resolved. Right. That's absolute fact, by the way. Absolute documented fact that they considered an abortion, a spontaneous abortion, to be a problem-solving measure, just so you know, from the people who want to lower the Earth's population. Not to mention just the pure lies and corruption of, cause, of causing a miscarriage, and then when the, when the woman miscarries, calling that a problem that's been resolved. Just the lies involved in that. 1,223 people died. Lots of most, most women who were pregnant miscarried, and then they came out and called it safe and effective and made sure that they didn't release this information. As a matter of fact, Remember this, and I know this is redundant for the 731 people that are watching right now. I understand that. I do. But we have to keep these things in the front of our minds so that we can espouse this information whenever we need to espouse this information. We need to keep it right, right here, right in, the top of, right, right in the top of our head. Because they'll come at us again. Well, they, they espoused all these things to be safe and effective knowing that all this had happened. They did it. They claimed that it stopped transmission infection, knowing that it was, because it's right there in the Pfizer vaccine developmental data, that they never tried it. They never tested it to see if it stopped transmission infection, then mandated it and caused people to be fired from their jobs, mandated it to any company with more of 100, 100 employees, and mandated it to all federal, federal, uh, federal agencies and federal contractors based on it stopping transmission infection because you got to be vaccinated or you can't come to work because if you come to work, and you're not vaccinated, you can transmit the, transmit the virus. So is everybody who's vaccinated. So that makes absolutely no sense to mandate a vaccination 
that doesn't stop transmission of infection under the auspices of stop, stopping transmission of infection. And you don't think that they knew about it? They all knew about it because why would the FDA sue on Pfizer's behalf? Right. Well, I mean, explain to me why the FDA, your taxpayer dollars, millions and millions of your taxpayer dollars going basically to sue you so that uh, Pfizer's vaccine developmental data is kept confidential for 75 freaking years. Your government sued on Pfizer's behalf. First of all, that's never happened in history. And second of all, why would you ever want this shining city on hill, this awesome vaccine? Oh, the vaccine that Mandy Whore Cohen is still whoring right now. Why would you want its, vac- vac- their, its developmental data kept confidential for 75 years and have the government sue on a private company's behalf? Again, what is fascism? The merging of corporatism and government. That's fascism. So we see this coming to light now in Canada. Well, look at what, I mean, in, uh, in Italy. Now, here's Canada. Go put the next one up for me, Ness. Thank you. Canada reports 300% increase in unspecified causes of death. I believe it's Alberta that the number one cause of death is unknown for the first time in history. We had this glorious vaccine give us all sorts of new classifications of death. Right. Whether it's VADES, basically kids born without an immune system, or, which was by the thousands, or 300% increase in unspecified cause of death. Then we had SADS. Yep. It was a sad, sudden adult yep. death syndrome because yep. it's... What's it when it's infant? It's yeah, SIDS. SIDS, thank yeah. you. Sudden infant death syndrome. So we never had a SADS before. But the vaccine gave us SADS, and yet we still have our CDC director and the Biden administration whoring these vaccines. And they're coming up with new. I have a whole other article. I'll see if I can get that ready potentially for, for Saturday's show. Of They're coming up with a new mRNA. I can't remember. It's S-A-M-R-N-A. Can't remember what the S-A stands for. But it's new. Wait, do you see this? It actually injects more materials into you that helps your body to produce even more S spike proteins than it always does. Aaron, go. Uh, self amplifying. There you go. MRNA. What does that say? I got yeah. that right. Sam- yep. Self amplifying. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Self self amplifying, which I don't I don't have the ability right now to explain that what that is because I don't know what it is. So I have the video. I watched it. I got it when I watched the video, but now I can't remember. So. But I'll put it out as soon as I as soon as I possibly can. All right, let's go to the next one. Wherever I'm at, where am I at? Okay, Visegrad video, yeah. is that where I'm at? All right, here's birth rates in South Korea. Play it for me, Naz. I can't remember the numbers exactly, but South Korea, you'll know, has the lowest fertility rate in the world. For every 100 South Koreans, there will be four great-grandchildren. Right. Like, there's never been a plague that has knocked out that many people. The 96% extinction rate over the next 100 years. Incredible. Of Koreans. Remembering yeah. that we shut down the entire world for something that kills 1-2% to of people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the most incredible evolutionary bottleneck that we're going through. Now, let me correct one of my biggest pet peeves. Aaron knew this was coming <laughs> when he watched the video. I guarantee it. He could tell you what I'm about to say. <laughs> let me correct one of my biggest pet peeves on the world. Here you have two people that are espousing lots of truth who get it wrong at the end. A virus that kills 1% to 2% of the people it infects. That is incorrect. Way over. <laughs> the virus does not kill 1% of the people it infects. <laughs> it kills 0.1% of the people it infects. <laughs> One-tenth of 1%, let alone 2%. 0.1% death rate. Not 1%. Kills me when Rand Paul says it. Yep, me too. 
It's not a 1% death rate. It is a 0.1% death rate, period. And at times, less than that. If you're less than 20, it's 99.997% survivable. But it's absolutely, I can't stand when people espouse that because it's totally incorrect. It says the exact same death rate as the flu, and depending on how old you are, less than the flu. And did you get that about, now notice how this all worked out, and if you look at it from a multitude of angles, whether I'll remember all the angles or not, I don't know, but all these people want, you have on a TED Talk, Bill, Bill Gates espousing wants to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. Tom, that makes no sense. I know, of course it doesn't. These are the people telling you to take a vaccine to stop transmission and infection. Using a vaccine doesn't stop transmission and infection. Telling you to, to wear a mask to stop, to stop transmission and infection. Using a mask that doesn't stop transmission and infection. That's the, that's the experts involved here. <laughs> so these are the same people that want to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. How that makes any thought vaccines are supposed to increase lifespans and increase people living long enough to have more babies. So how does that make sense? It doesn't. It means that you're sterilizing people in vaccines, using vaccines, or you're killing people using vaccines. That's the only way it makes any sense. Yep. Which, by the way, is exactly what happened with the COVID-19 vaccination. Sterilizing people. You have that birth rate in South Korea. Why is it suddenly going down so much? They're, they're looking at almost being extinct. I can't remember. The 96 96. 96% below how many years? Do you remember, Aaron? I can't remember. 96% extinction, extinction rate within the, maybe they said next 100 years. I can't remember. Yeah, 100. But yeah. the next 100 years, 96% of South Koreans be gone. Because they're only producing four great grandkids for every 100 South Koreans. That's crazy. I wonder why it's gone so dramatically down. I wonder, I wonder how it's possible that it's gone so dramatically down. Because I've got my, my, whole, my whole expose over here, right here, uh, on... on on all the very on the birth rates around the globe going down, going down, going down. Spike is being spike is completely replacing sperm. Fertility rates in massive decline. Got all the articles right here. And I'll get to maybe that's what I'll do most of the show on on Saturday. But it's very weird how these people want to lower the Earth's population, come up, make the virus, which kills a certain amount of people, lowering the Earth's population predominantly. And people 80 years of age or older, which is very beneficial for them. And, and, and again, I, I don't want to, I, I could easily do this. And I don't know if I will, but I'm going to do it. Here's the thing. Think about, think about just using Cuomo as an example. Using Gavin Newsom as an example. Tom Wolf as an example. Gretchen, Whitl Gretchen Whitmer, Wretched Whitless as an example. All of these people that were these major COVID totalitarians Forced masks, forced vaccinations, forced lockdowns, arrested people for not complying, allegedly wanting to save lives, but all of them filled their nursing homes full of COVID-infected patients. As as if it was as it's as if it was on purpose. Yeah. I mean, they've pinned 16 plus thousand deaths on Cuomo alone. Why would you ever fill nursing homes? How does that make sense? Again. None of it makes sense. Stop. We're going to mandate a vaccine based on the stopping transmission infection using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission infection. None of it makes it. We're going we're gonna to lower the Earth's population using vaccinations. The only way to lower the Earth's population using vaccinations is to sterilize people via vaccination and to kill people via vaccination. 
which obviously this one has done. So you think about it, and then you have Richard Levine, who's now a health minister inside the United States of America. He's the idiot that walks around in his admiral uniform, a guy dressed as a girl, fully penis guy. Why don't you lop it off, Richie? Why don't you lop it off? If you want to be a woman, lop the freaking thing off. Make a move, dude. Why don't you lop it all off? You won't because you're a pervert. You're sexually turned on by wearing female clothing. But he was the health minister inside of Tom Wolves, Pennsylvania at the time. He was basically their CDC director inside of Pennsylvania. And right when they started their COVID policy, where they were bringing COVID-infected patients into the nursing homes and killing thousands upon thousands, I can't remember how many inside of Pennsylvania, it's thousands, he made sure that he moved his own mother out first. Before he instituted the policy, he moved his mother out. That's who these people are. And why do Christians ever listen to a Gavin Newsom, a wretched witless, a Tom Wolf, a Joe Biden, an Andrew Cuomo? Why would you ever listen to these people? They're baby butchering, demon possessed monsters. Why would you ever listen? They tell you to stand six feet apart, stand six inches apart. They tell you to lock down, open it wide open. They tell you to stay at home, start traveling. They tell you not to have babies, have more babies. You do the opposite of what the devil tells you to do. The opposite. You don't, you don't comply. Again, that ver- I'm just telling you, I don't mean to be overly redundant out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. That's the removal of the church. We're supposed to be the great restraining, not the great capitulating. See it. And I know I'm preaching the choir, 760 people on. Listen, how many we got on Rumble, Aaron? Uh, 600. Got 600 on Rumble, 400 to go. 400 to go, and we'll be at 1,000 on Rumble. I love all of you watching on all the different platforms. I do love you all, but we're really trying to build Rumble because it's the only free speech streaming platform. I'm banned on everything else. I'm banned off of YouTube again. I hate YouTube. I really hate YouTube. <laughs> I loathe, I loathe faith, Facebook, but I hate YouTube. Yeah. It's not hating a person, everybody. It's just hating an entity, and I do. Absolute Goebbels propaganda. What does it feel? I just wonder what it feels like to just do what you're told. As the owner of Google slash YouTube, you just do what the globalist leftists tell you to do. And honestly, believe me, it's never going to turn on you when they eventually shut you down. You're shutting people down right now because they're your ideological and political opponent. You love every minute of it. Democrats love watching people like me get shadow banned. You're watching me on Facebook right now. You're thinking... Well, you know what, Tom? You're still on Facebook. There's, I don't know, there's a few people watching. I used to have 900 people watching on Facebook. 900. What do I have now? 100? What do I have now? 50? 60? Yeah. They're banning me. I haven't been able to friend anybody on YouTube for three plus four years. But lots of leftists, they rejoice at it. It's amazing. I love watching their ideological opponents being censored and banned off of things, thinking the whole time it'll never happen to them. The, The very people that are doing it to me will come to you next. It's the way that it is. All right, here's another one. Still on vaccines. I hate to bring this one up. I do because it's gospel singer, Brazilian gospel singer. Just bring it up because how many times have we seen this? How many more times do we have to see it before Mandy Cohen stops whoring vaccines? But gospel singer drops dead on the stage. Play it for me. (laughs) 
More times do we have to see it? In the post game, I put together you know that brought to you by Pfizer thing. It's just a great, it's a great, it's just a great piece of media that's put together. But how many more times? It's never happened in our lifetime. There's a large age span in this room. We've got Nash here, we got Aaron here, we got my wife here, you got me here. So we got people in their 50s, you got people in their 20s. They've never seen it before, have you? Nope. They've never seen people drop dead on stages before. Never seen newscasts with an anchor just drop. Oh. Nurses dropping. Politicians. You had the Turkish parliamentary, uh, the guy from the uh, Turkish parliament, drop, just drop. You know, I don't know if he died or not. He dropped. Never happened before. This has never happened before. And again, I don't, again, I just, I bring up these stats and I know that you hear them all the time. But again, how many athletes dropped that 52 year period of time, 1979 to 2022, 52 52 year period of time. How many athletes dropped dead from 1970 to 2020? In that first 50 years, all the way even to 20, really right to the start of 2021, actually. So I want to make sure. So 19 uh, from 1970 to 19 to 2021, 1,700 athletes dropped dead on the field. 1,700 athletes dropped dead in 2021. In 2022 alone, 1,800 dropped dead. Over 1,800, closer to 1,900 dropped dead in two years. First 50 years, first 51 years-ish, about 1,700. In the last two years, over 1,800. That's the truth. That's the facts. How many more of these videos that we have to see? Now, here's the thing. These people are already vaccinated, but here, here, they need to look up Peter McAuliffe. He's got a vaccine protocol for these people. There's way, there's a way out of this. I'm not saying a complete cure, but there's a way for you not to die. If you've been vaccinated, you need to go get on this protocol. You need to be tested for, for um, a, uh, antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. You need to be tested for capillary blood clotting and you need to get on this protocol. I'm not making any money off the protocol. I'm just telling you, you need to go on it. Look up Robert W. Malone. Look up uh, Ryan Cole. Look up Peter McAuliffe and get on the protocol. I played it on the po- post game on the last podcast with a marathon runner who got on the protocol and changed his life. He's finished otherwise. They want you finished. You are the carbon they want to get rid of. Everything works to their benefit to get rid of people. They create the virus, which kills people. They put you in mass, which kills people. They lock you down, which kills people. They give you remdesivir, which kills everybody. They ventilate you, which kills everybody. They then give you vaccine number one, which kills everybody. Everybody's hyperbolic. Kills lots of people. Vaccine number two, vaccine number three, and we're now on vaccine number seven. We have exponential excess death rates around the globe. Works to their benefit in every way. And these are the people who are aborting 41 million babies per year. They can't abort you in the womb, they'll abort you in the birth canal. They can't abort you in the birth canal. They'll, they will abort you 28 days after you're born in the state of California. And everything works for people to die under the globalist left. So here's a MAGA Marie video. I wanted to see Doc, Dr. Burks, who was on Trump's vaccine task force. 
It's a person whispering in Trump's ear the whole time. Here's her view on vaccines. Play for me. Truly achieve herd immunity is going to take through the summer and potentially even into the fall. That's getting, you know, 80, 70, 80% of Americans immunized. I knew these vaccines were not gonna protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not gonna protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will, but let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people better. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. She says she overplayed the vaccine. Well, here's the thing. She came out with that data in 2022. Late 2022. We played it on the, played it on the podcast. Yep. So she sat around. The vaccine came out in December of 2020. Didn't say a word. All of 2021, didn't say a word. All of 2022, didn't say a word. And then comes out and says we overplayed the vaccination. And by the way, she read the vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine developmental data also. She read the trial data. 1,223 people died. 28 out of 32 women miscarried. She read the data. She knew. So is she the same? Should she be tried for murder? Just like the health minister inside of Italy? My opinion, yes. There's a lot of people who do anything to keep their job, including killing other people. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to, you know, rock the boat. Rock the boat. People are dying, dude. People are freaking dying. Excess deaths through the roof everywhere. 260,000 alone in, Philipp- in the Philippines. I mean, we could, I could show you the numbers. I mean, and I will hope maybe I've got a lot of data for Saturday. I kind of wish I would have thrown it on this show now because now I'm all fired up on vaccines. <laughs> When I get all fired up on vaccines, the whole show goes away. But right, let me show you this real quick. Go to, go to Midas for me. The people are asking me, we had somebody send me, send me a letter. CBDCs, do they, this is our first ever sponsor right here on the Tom Lightfoot Podcast. Midas Gold Group. MAGA-owned, veteran-owned, MAGA-run, veteran-operated, legit. Now, these are not fake conservatives. These are the real deal conservatives. They know about the globalists. They know Alex Jones. They know about, I'm not saying whether they agree with or disagree with. I'm telling you, they are in the know. These are for real. Everything having to do with Midas Gold Group is legit, hardcore gold. It's real gold. Real. In your hands. Gold. But somebody send me a letter. If, this, if it all goes to CBDC, what happens to gold? Well, you need to look, look at it this way. Gonna, well, I, if it all goes to CBDC, will gold be worth anything? Who knows? What Are they going to use gold to back CBDC? I have no idea. I doubt it. So I don't have all the answers. All I know is that the best bet right now when you have a de-dollarizing globe through BRICS, which is the China, Brazil, Russian, India, and South Africa coalition to get rid of the dollar and go to the yuan, what are those countries doing? Buying that. Buying gold. They may not be buying it from Midas, but they are buying gold. And these are, well, you have the Chinese who are already are fully CBDC'd, but they're buying gold. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's the answer for everything. I'm saying it's the best answer. I'm going to buy tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold from a MAGA company. Not a fake conservative, not a Koch Brothers company, right. a real MAGA company, and it's real gold. 
Hardcore gold. That's right. So that's Midas Gold Group. Buy gold from them. And when you do buy it from them, tell them that the TLP sent you, the Tom Lightly podcast sent you. Right, let's go on to Climate Cabal here. So we had the COP28 again, just so everybody know you're really excited about it. <laughs> COP28, we're going to have a bunch of people use another vehicle to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. That's all COVID's about, climate change is about, gun grabbing's about, CBDC's about, a social credit system's about, hyper-transgender agenda, that's what it's about. Lawlessness is about that. All to leverage you into one, hyperinflation is about that. Crushing the dollar is about that. It's all to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by the globalist left. In other words, access point meaning access to all things that matter. Buy, sell, trade, travel, whatever. Everything that matters, you will not be able to enter into the marketplace without their approval. And that approval will be eventually a mark on your right hand or on your forehead called the mark of the beast. Yep. And it won't be, everyone won't be going around saying it's the mark of the beast. It'll be a climate passport, yep. a digital pass, a biometric pass, a quantum dot tattoo that's made life so simplistic and so convenient. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just really inconvenient to carry around dollar bills. <laughs> it's just so inconvenient. So you got you to put in an implant because it's just so inconvenient to carry a purse. So you got you to gotta implant something. So that's the point of all of this, to leverage you. And they want you to have an electric car so that they control your fueling source. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So you have COP28, Camus video. COP28 nations strike historic fossil fuel deal. Representatives from nearly 200 countries agreed at the COP28 climate summit, which is just yesterday, day before last week, to begin reducing global consumption of fossil fuels. There, there's like OPEC countries there. Yeah. You really think this is true? We'll show you in a second. To avert the worst impacts of climate change. Now, let's all go through that together before I show you the video. How have you been impacted by climate change? <laughs> I try to think of how was I impacted by COVID? Uh, nothing. We, uh, this is a great existential threat. The, uh, Christopher A. and Joe Biden says the greatest existential threat to the United States, to the United States citizenry, the United States of America, is white supremacist terrorism. Let me poll the room. Aaron, put yourself on. Have you ever been impacted by white supremacist terrorism? Yes or no? No. All right, wait. Stay there. Yep. How about, what, how is climate change? Now, How you're 29 now? 30. You're, oh, you're 30 now. Yeah. So how has climate change ever impacted your life? Zero. Okay, yeah. so there you go. So I, I want to show you that. <laughs> so nothing. COVID didn't get Aaron at all either. So none of these things have actually impacted his life. Never impacted by COVID. They say that was going to kill everybody, and we had to <laughs> shut down the entire world for a 99.9% survival virus. Okay. Right. Never impacted me at all. I didn't do one thing different with COVID. Not a thing. Because it's a 0.1% death rate. And not to mention, I have the gospel of Jesus, Matthew 6, 16, 19. Whatever you bind is bound, whatever you lose is loose. So I don't worry about sickness. So that never affected anybody. But they say that they say that it's an existential threat to you. White supremacist terrorism is an existential threat. I can't find. I am endlessly hours per day trolling yeah. the media <laughs> for all videos. I don't get to anything on this thing. I, I give Aaron... <laughs> Somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 60 slides, and I get to 12. That's true. Yeah. That's true, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I, I have a lot more information. I get frustrated. Here, here it all is. I'm not going to get to all of it. I mean, see it all? <laughs> but 
I, I would tell you, I know. I'm not claiming to be a soothsayer and know all things, but I know what's going on in the world. Right. There's no white supremacist terrorism. No. None. Zero. Statistically speaking, none. Where? Name it. There allegedly is this transgender genocide going on. Find me one video. Find me. Listen, I, I, I'll tell you. Send it to me. You can. You can still send it to me. Send me anybody committing any violent act against a transgender person. Now I can, I can, Aaron and I right now, if I put, if I put Davy Jones on it right now, if I put him on it and I said, Aaron, send me every video you have of transgender people committing acts of violence that we have oh, yeah. in our library of videos. What do you call our library? What do you call it? This is our server. A yeah. server and our server. Yeah. We got them. Lots and lots of transgender people committing acts of violence, but not, including most of the last, I don't know how many mass shootings have been transgender. Go like, Aaron. like Aiden. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aiden yeah. in Nashville. Yep. Who? What's her? What's her name for real? Her name is like Ashley. What is yeah, it? something called like that. Her, called herself Aiden. Yeah, correct. Fully <laughs> vaginaed woman who claims to be a man. Whatever. <laughs> Those are just the facts. So these are just. I'm just telling you, it's all lies to control your life. They create the problem and offer you the solution. They'll just make it up out of thin air. They'll either create it like they did at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and then offer you their solutions which will cause mass death, or they'll just pull it up out of thin air. There's climate change. You know what? It's weird because there's climate change today here in Florida. It went from being in the highs of the 80s to now it's in the highs of the 70s. The climate has changed. Crazy. You know what? It's weird. It changes every year at this time. <laughs> we should do something about it. Yeah, we, yeah, what, yeah what, what are we going to do? Aaron just said, we should do something about the horrible weather in Florida where it changes from highs in the 80s to highs in the 70s. <laughs> it's climate change. It's scary. It happens every year. You know what? Here's, here's a prediction now. The people call me a prophet. It's going to change right around the end of April. It's going to go from highs in the 70s and 80s to highs in the 90s. It's climate change every year right here in Sarasota County, Florida. <laughs> That's all this is about is, is pure, pure lies to usher you into a one-world commerce system that they control. Everything's about that. So here's the Canvas video, COP28. Here's their latest... Uh, Global plan for all of us. Play for it. Hearing no objection, it is so decided. COP28 Climate Summit Nations on Wednesday agreed to a deal to, quote, transition away from fossil fuels, which scientists say is the last best hope to avert climate catastrophe. The historic deal was struck by nearly 200 countries gathered for the conference. It marks the first time in three decades of COP climate summits that nations have agreed on a concerted move away from oil, gas, and coal, which account for about 80% of global energy. The future role of fossil fuels has by far been the most contentious issue at the two-week COP28 summit in Dubai. Negotiations had faced resistance from members of the OPEC oil producer group and its allies, especially Saudi Arabia, according to sources familiar with the discussions. And an earlier draft was criticized by scores of countries for failing to call for a, quote, phase-out of fossil fuels. The new draft came after overtime negotiations at the conference stretched late into the early hours of Wednesday morning. The deal calls for, quote, transitioning away from fossil fuels and energy systems in a just, orderly, and equitable manner, so as to achieve net zero by 2050 in keeping with the science. It also calls for a global tripling of renewable energy capacity by 2030, speeding up efforts to reduce coal and accelerating technologies such as carbon capture and storage, 
that can clean up sectors difficult to decarbonize. Deals struck at UN climate summits must be passed by consensus, at which point individual countries are responsible for executing on the agreements. And you need to remember what's coming up next in April of next year is the uh, pandemic, uh, the, the pandemic accord coming out of the UN, which COP28, just so everybody knows, COP28 is the UN. It's put on by the UN. It is the UN. We have no part in the UN. We should have no part. We do have part in the UN. We should have no part in the UN, but we're still there. 200 countries trying to get the net zero by 2050. <laughs> How? How would you ever get to net zero by 2050? And OPEC countries are there. So you're going to bank, there's, there's Saudi Arabia is there, and they're going to bankrupt themselves by 2050? It's 2024, folks. That's only 26 years from now. And we're going we're to have no fossil fuels. <laughs> no CO2 emissions in 26 years. <laughs> Do you, everybody realize that there's not enough materials? You want to talk about, they talk about, you know, there's not enough oil to, uh, to fuel the world for however many years. We have enough oil in South Dakota alone, to fuel America for over 100 years. True. We have four Saudi Arabias in America that we don't even we haven't even tapped. Yep. So we got 400 years minimum right here. 400 years minimum. So it's all again a freaking lie. All lies as usual. How now? Here's what's true about actual mineral resources or fossil fuel resource, whatever you want to call them. There's not enough lithium to build batteries to get to 2050. Nope. To, be, to go to get to net zero by 2050. There's not, there will never be enough. And in order for you to mine them all, you have to use fossil fuels to mine them. <laughs> you would have to up your fossil fuel usage to get to net zero. <laughs> talk, my mind's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no, of course it makes no sense because they're not offering you net zero. They're not offering you a lowering of CO2 emissions. They're offering you their control of your life. That's it. And they're using climate change as a vehicle. Climate change that doesn't exist. It doesn't even exist. And there's, there's no conceivable way to get to net zero by 2050. And these 200 countries, these however many idiots that are representing these countries that agree to these accords. And by the way, nobody abides by them. No. They just all say they're going to do it. They themselves never abide by them on a personal level. And then the countries never abide by them, but they inflict these policies on us. It's just like the video that I showed of Bill Gates talking to Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper says, do you think you're really the best person to represent a climate climate change mitigation or a climate change uh, agenda, considering that you jet set all over the world in your private jet, it never affects them personally. It never affects um, their country in a way that would affect them personally. They just inflict it on people like you and I because they're using it to control us. If they can control, they put you in an EV, and the only way for you to fuel are uh, Joe Biden was supposed to have built all of these fuel stations. I think it was $8 billion allocated for, for uh, electric fueling stations around the globe. Around, not around the globe. Around the United States. How many were built? None. Where did the $8 billion go? They were probably part of the COVID funds. $7 trillion spent on 
COVID, only problem was out of the $7 trillion spent on COVID, only $800 billion was spent on COVID. Where'd the rest go? Where'd the $6.2 trillion go? Those fueling stations that were never built? So they just use these policies to usher in a totalitarian agenda. They get you an electric car, they control when you can fuel. That way they can control whether or not you have a job or not, whether or not you can feed your family, whether or not you can go to the doctor, whether or not you can go to the grocery store, whether or not you can recreate, anything, they control it. Oh, here's Bill Gates, play it for me. Are you the right messenger on this? Because you fly private planes a lot and you're creating a lot of greenhouse gases yourself. Yeah, I probably have one of the highest greenhouse gas footprints of anyone on the planet. You know, my my kind of personal flying uh, alone is gigantic. And that's not a deep fake. That's absolutely true. <laughs> right. That's who he is. So it makes absolutely... Explain to me why can't, why can't all these people just do Zoom calls? They love Zoom so much during COVID. And the, think about it. If COVID's an existential threat, to your life, to the place where you cannot gather together to do Zoom calls, and climate change is an existential threat to your life, to the extent that it's going to kill everybody, why are you not not flying your private jets over there? Why are you not just doing Zoom calls? If Zoom calls were good enough for COVID, why, and that was the big threat to your life, and climate change is a big threat to your life, and so you want to limit your CO2 emissions, because that's just as deadly as the COVID virus floating around in the air, why would you not do Zoom calls? But they all fly together in their private jets. You've heard me illustrate it many times before. It was, I don't know if it was, it was the Glasgow's, it was the Climate Summit in Glasgow's. Yeah. Can't remember the title of it now. But anyway, you had, you had Jeff Bezos, you had Bill Gates, both fly over there in their private jets. Also had their yachts driven over and parked off the coast of Scotland and had their private helicopters on their private yachts. They flew over in their private jets, had their helicopters come over and get them, get out of their private jets, get in their private helicopters, fly over to their their private yachts, and they hang out all day, and then fly into the various meetings at the Glasgow Climate Summit, then fly home in their private jets and have their yachts driven back. You and I don't use that amount of CO2 in our life. Nope. In our whole lifetime, you and I don't use that amount of CO2. And these are the people espousing for CO2 mitigation. So here's Katie Hopkins, awesome commentator out of Great Britain. She calls this uh, bat bleep bonkers Britain. She gives a brief 37, uh, I cut the video, but 30 second summation of the COP28 summit. Play it for me. Breaking news out of batshit bonkers Britain where things are just as mad as they ever were. COP28 has finished. It achieved the grand total of nothing at all except for 400,000 people flew to somewhere they didn't need to go in order to achieve nothing at all and China continues to pump out coal at a rate of knots 182 new coal-fired power stations in the last couple of years and the UAE just invested 150 billion to increase oil production by half I tell you what Chris Packham is not going to be a happy bunny but then when is he? Do you hear the stats? And Aaron couldn't believe it, believe it when he heard it. 400,000 people flew <laughs> to a climate summit. Lovely. So think about that. If you would just have eliminated that, that would take care of almost everybody's <laughs> CO2 emissions for their life. Saving the world. Yeah, I mean, think about, think about it. Just think about this statistically speaking. Again, in a contemplative way, think about it. If you just don't have the 400,000 people fly private jets... Or break or commercial jets or or drive there to this climate summit 
that right there would have eliminated the carbon footprint of most of us for most of our lives. <laughs> That's the truth. Private jets, I mean, private jets like 600 times the amount of, of a person's normal carbon footprint for a year. Yeah. A hundred, and while they're doing that, so you got COP28 mean there, while China, who's at the COP28, builds 182 new coal fire plants while they're agreeing to these mitigations. Like, China's <laughs> going to do that. And this is the greatest one of all. This is my favorite one. While you have all of these European Union countries there and European countries there, all agreeing that we're all going to get the net zero by 2050, 26 years from now, they've all increased oil production by $150 billion. <laughs> That's so stupid. $150 billion increase while they're saying they're, they're going to go net zero in 26 years. Again, has nothing to do with lowering anybody's carbon footprint. It has to do with controlling you. They'll lower your carbon footprint, but certainly never theirs. Yeah. Let me show you this. Change the subjects. Going on to CBDC. This video is riveting now. This is... Pocahontas, Liz Warren, Elizabeth Warren, espousing that she's for CBDC. It's a Sam Lyman video. Uh, Song Ping also reposted it. A well-designed, this is a quote from Elizabeth Warren, a well-designed CBDC could serve as a public alternative to these cryptocurrencies. Wonder why they don't want to have cryptocurrencies. Mm. Oh, because there's no Fed that manipulates the cryptocurrencies. There's no Fed that is buying its own debt with cryptocurrencies. There's no hyperinflation with cryptocurrencies. I am 1,000% in favor of gold-backed cryptocurrencies, or even however, however they run cryptocurrencies. Ones that are independent of any Fed or any federal government, because the Fed, although it sounds like it's a federal government, is actually a private institution, just like the Republican and Democratic Party. The fix is in. And has been since day one. Elizabeth Warren wants to kill Bitcoin to make way for a central bank digital currency. Play for me, Ness. So, in theory, a digital currency issued and backed by a central bank could provide the advantages of cryptocurrency without those risks. The Federal Reserve, a trusted institution, could provide a digital version of cash to the public that is secure, stable, and accepted everywhere. So let me ask you, Professor Menand, what role could a central bank digital currency play in reducing these kinds of risks to financial stability? So a well-designed a well -designed CBDC could serve as a public alternative to these cryptocurrencies and potentially uh, crowd out their usage. In contrast to private digital currencies, CBDCs would be sovereign, non-defaultable money. They'd be cheaper to use, and they would not be subject to bank run dynamics. Right. So that's that's very helpful. Thank you. A trusted entity like the Fed, $34 trillion in debt. While the Fed buys billions, just so everybody knows, by the month, the Fed buys its own debt, prints its own money to buy its own debt. You want to talk about a symbiote circle bleep? The, the Fed prints its own money to buy its own debt to the tune of billions per month. That $34 trillion in debt. And this trusted entity is going to be the one that puts out a central bank digital currency. 
the one that has blown up the dollar. You want to talk about gold and dollars? Gold, I mean, the USD was the gold of the globe. Yep. Until the Fed destroyed it. You're like, Tom, that's Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. And the Fed at their behest. The Fed playing political games and manipulating currency. And then they're going to be in charge. Now, it all has to do with who's at the spigot of your life. They want to have a digital central bank digital currency, CBDC, so that it's a digital dollar. It's controlled. It's on a device. And it's like right now they monitor every transaction that you do that's $600 or over. Why? Somebody give me that. Send that sometime to a leftist pundit. Explain to me why it is that the IRS and the federal government has to track every financial transaction that I do that's $600 or above. Explain to me exactly why they have to do that. Give me an explanation. They want to be at the spigot of your money where you have no, that's why I love my, let's talk about Midas Gold Group. I love them because it's real gold. It's real gold. I want real money. I don't want it to be on a digital screen that Liz Pocahontas Warren can shut down anytime she wants. That's the point of all of it. That's the point of putting you in an electric vehicle so they can shut down your fueling source anytime they want using a DEI company, an ESG company. They just say, you know what? That person voted wrong. Turn off their CBDC. Turn off their electric. They want you on these smart grids so that electric companies can say whether or not you exceeded your carbon footprint for the month or not. They want to control. They don't, they don't care about the carbon footprint. They care about the control. Yep. Who even knows what a carbon footprint is? How do you assess it? How do you calculate it? There's no way to calculate it. And Liz Warren wants to be at the spigot of your money, the spigot of the resources that you use, your entrance into, she wants to be the bouncer at the entrance of the global market system. If you don't vote right, if you don't vax right, if you don't gun right, if you don't speak right, if you don't call a woman a man and a man a woman, then you will have no entrance into the global marketplace. That's what they want. If you don't speak right, act right, vote right, gun right, they'll just shut off your CBDC. That's why she wants Bitcoin gone and the Fed at the spigot of CBDC. That's what she wants. That's who these people are. That he causes all. Revelation chapter 13, 16 and 17. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. You ought to be seeing this now with these QR codes everywhere. And causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Tom, we're not there yet. CBDC is a cashless society. Please read the book of Revelation chapter 13. Please read the book of Revelation chapter 14. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate, understand the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. It won't be a 666. It'll be... 666 is the number of a man. It is a general term, not a literal 666. It'll be a social credit score. If yours is too low, just like it is in China, they shut you down. She wants to be at the spigot and all globalist leftist bourgeois elitists. And by the way, most Republicans are globalist leftist bourgeois elitists, except for the few of us. And I'm a diehard Republican voting Republican down the ticket without, without even thinking twice about it. I'm just telling you, most Republicans are Democrats, but zero Democrats are, Republic, are Republicans. Credit Dan Bongino for that statement. All right, back here Saturday night. Don't miss, oh, Rumble supporters tonight. 
Spoken, zero, zero, 007. Spoken, 0700 bucks. Monthly, a new monthly supporter. Jesus wins 2021. Thank you guys. Trying to get to 1,000 people on Rumble. Thank you for all the support. Really do. 786 people watching right now. Stick around for the post game. Five minutes straight of videos. The best videos I could have plucked off of social media. You've got to see them. Great stuff. Funny stuff. Some sad stuff. Some angering stuff. Whatever it may be. But stick around for the post game. Love you all. See you Saturday night. Also on the Christian Television Network. At 10.30. Brief little 56 minute show. 56 minutes of fury. Join me on Saturday night. Love you all. And God bless you. See you then. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll cast out devils. You'll speak with other tongues. You drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. You'll be like Paul in Acts 28, 3 and 5. A viper could fasten on you. You just pull it off, throw it in the fire, and suffer no harm. But you're not interested in that. You just want a very placid, Holy Spirit, uninvolved Christianity. You're going to be miserable that way. You're actually inoculating yourself against greatness. You're inoculating yourself against the miraculous. You got to dive in. Everything you want, Lord, I want. A lot of people don't pray that because they're afraid of what God wants. Whatever God wants is your maximum happiness. Whatever you think is great for you is not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let it go. Let your life go. You'll be a much happier person. That's as sweet as I can give you. That's as sweet as I can be. You'll be a much happier person. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.